I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door, your host, your guide, your mentor in all things magic, witchcraft, and astrology. And joining me today is the amazing Ashley of Starseed Shadows for an amazing, very shadowy shadow chats today. Hello. Hello, everybody. Pisces new moon. Mm-hmm. Deep. Mm-hmm. That's the first word that comes to mind for me. What'd you say? What comes to mind for you? Deep. Deep. Oh my God. Escapism, watery energy. Oh my goodness. It's so funny that you say that. So right now um, I am doing a lot of work on archetypes Mm -hmm. and I was called to rewatch that show Once Upon a Time. I love that (laughs) show. So um, I'm in season three right now. and. Peter Pan. It's all about Peter Pan. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was literally watching it before we sat down to record this. And I was like, Peter Pan is a Pisces. Oh. Right? That's deep. Totally. Mm-hmm. Peter mm-hmm. Pan is mm-hmm. like the epitome of Piscean energy, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That forever child. Forever Never child. Never grow up. The shadow. The sh- oh, yes. holy cow. <laughs> Peter Pan's a Pisces. That is amazing. It's crazy. So... You know, when you ask what what's the first word that comes to my mind, Neverland. That was the first word that Ooh. came to my mind. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. this is already such a good episode. I know. The, yes, I know. that first of all, I love that show, and that just reignited mm-hmm. uh, that for me. I'm totally mm-hmm. gonna rewatch. I have watched that ride. show so many times. I'm See, I'm totally gonna rewatch. It. I only saw it once, and I never finished it. And we're talking like when it was on actual TV. So, oh so God, much of it is like fresh, fresh. I cool. love that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got much. Uh, there's one episode. I quit in the middle of a season two and mm-hmm. I've never finished it. I always finish out season three. It's four or five that I don't make it through. I can't There must remember. be something going on in four or five that is unappealing because I feel like that's where I fell mm-hmm. through too. Somewhere I'm gonna, in there. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna at least just rewatch the first three seasons. Again. Right, at least so the first good. three, because the Peter Pan season <laughs> yes. is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Oh, I love that. Peter mm-hmm. Pan is a Pisces. Everybody. Peter Pan is a Pisces. Um, first, Ash, do you have any Pisces placements? What's your relationship and experience been, and currently is with Pisces energy? My midheaven is in Pisces. Mm, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally destined to be involved in this very mystical type Mm -hmm. of world and spirituality and the unknown and darkness and all of that jazz. And I mean, that's been my life. You know, as I said before, I've always been quite drawn to the weird shit, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm 32. So when I was talking about astral projection, nobody even knew what that was, you know? So like just always totally really, know what you mean. <laughs> literally really, really drawn to the weird shit. Um, Pisces energy also can, can exemplify addictive behaviors and that escapism and all of that. And, you know, teens into twenties, 
lots of partying and having a lot of fun, which nothing is wrong with that, but definitely heavily leaning in towards this Pisces midheaven in the sense, I'll, I'll tell you how I'm connecting these dots. You know, mm-hmm. I spent 10 plus years in food service, 10 plus years in bartending and serving. And anybody who has had a lot of experience in that understands the party lifestyle that is, the escapism lifestyle that is. And I had done it so long, I had initially pursued my master's to do it for life, midheaven and Pisces. And at that moment during my sudden return was when spirit was like, oh, no, 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 not that way. Go that way. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? uh And that's how I kind of ended up leaning more towards mysticism and spirituality versus this other aspect of Pisces that we get too. So that's how having a Pisces midheaven has really kind of shown up in my life. And now it's, it's, settled. It's settled into what I currently do now. And uh, I think I'm doing a good job showing up for my Pisces midheaven. Oh, hell yeah. That's a very on point placement. That's one that you Mm -hmm. hear as an astrologer and you're like, oh yeah, that That makes makes sense. sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I relate so, so much to that story in my own parallel Mm -hmm. with my eighth house ruled by Pisces with my moon there. I have, and we've talked about this on the show. This is not Mm -hmm. the first time. Like that is the shadow side that I experienced was that escapism. Mm -hmm. And it started as this way of connecting with other people Mm -hmm. and like, letting right inhibitions down to be able to just connect with other people and totally losing myself right. in the escapism of mm-hmm. substance. Like exactly. totally, right. totally, totally. Just getting caught became, up in this world. Yep. This it's, it's yes. wild sometimes. It's easy to like get that. lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the Pisces energy. Uh, the card of Neptune and Pisces, is hanged man and that mm. that surrender mm-hmm. and there's this and that's the duality of it because mm-hmm. it or that fine line mm-hmm. almost if you will because exactly now I'm at a point in my life where I am still embracing and leaning into my Pisces energy right. but now it's in this spiritual in my yeah. psychic abilities and my occult knowledge like yeah. that side of my eighth house yeah (laughs) and it's in a much more it's in a much more rooted in reality way I guess that's a great way to put it I am still stuck on the hanged man I totally forgot for a second that that card is Neptune and Pisces and yeah I find that so fascinating me too you know just because the hanged man is like so much about surrendering to the moment Mm -hmm. allowing it to happen but I suppose when you look at, at the polarity in the Zodiac wheel, that makes sense too. Oh, my mind is like spinning with, with so many different thoughts right now around that. It's when just, I yeah. first discovered that it was the Neptune retrograde of 2020. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that I learned about that card association. And it just That's hit. rocking. And I did this super, as always, when you work with Mm -hmm. Neptune, super intense bath ritual meditation Mm -hmm. that's just like, oh my God, it's like one of the most intense meditations I've ever had. That's just what happens when you invite Neptune into the- The play, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, especially in the water, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was. And that, like, I kept that as my phone wallpaper for so long. Like, Hanged Man really helps me- 
trust the process. Definitely and trust the process. Trust walking in the dark sometimes. Right. Honestly. But there's also exactly both of those because there's also though this like this thin line with Piscean energy where we trust too much. And then like you said, we're in, we're gone. We're in Neverland. Yes. We we're trusting too much in exactly what's happening and we're not rooted and I feel like that line is so thin and all the birth charts that I've read, which is a lot, and I'm sure you can relate to this, <laughs> the motherfuckers with heavy Pisces placements have dealt with some severe issues around addiction. Always. always. Pretty much always. Like, honestly. And if you think it's not, then you're looking at a different form of addiction. You have some mm-hmm. preconceived, but you have... There's an attachment issue somewhere, a, right. I promise. There's an I, attachment like, issue somewhere. Yes. And it, it's so fascinating because it's like there is this energy when you work with Pisces about surrendering, hanged man, like yep. stop having so much control over situations, letting it go, being okay with being in the present. It's all fine today. And then in like a second, it can totally flip and you've gone too far down the rabbit hole. You don't know what's happening and you have lost all grasp of reality and I feel like, you know, humans out there with such heavy Piscean placements, that is one of their soul missions almost to kind of figure that out. How can we navigate this line? Because we have so much to learn from these people as well. But they have so much to learn from within as well. Absolutely. You make complete sense. One of the biggest things I tell clients with heavy Pisces placements it, and this comes from a place of understanding, and yeah. you will understand this too, Midheaven. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Big one, listen, right. that the Pisces knowing is this beautiful gift and a burden. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of addiction and escapism comes from mm-hmm. is this, yeah, we get excited when we hear like, oh, you're special and you have these special psychic abilities and right, knowledge and right. gifts. And that's a heavy burden that you bear. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's what gives this, this energy to me is almost like, like holographic, like I'm like something that it looks different depending on the angle that I'm talking about. Like that's what Pisces is to me. Like (laughs) depends on how you're kind of always shifting. Yes. Yes, exactly. So this sparked, I am very excited to ask about this. Mm. This sparked some good questions. So we've got some interesting Pisces transits coming up uh, mm. this year and in the next couple of years that I would love to pick your brain about because mm. it's been coming up in some client sessions. Number one, love it. I want to first start with Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces this Ooh. year. Can you kind of give us like what can we expect? You are such a Jupiter baby. Yes. Like, how, like, I would love, love to hear from you about that. So, you know, it, there's two sides to every coin. Okay. Of course, I'm going to lean into the good stuff because, I mean, this transit is what we make it. This yeah, Jupiter-Neptune totally. conjunction. So, you know, actually, I'm going to talk about the shady stuff first. Neptune, whenever we're working with Neptune, Neptune likes to make things a little foggy, a little watery. We might not see as clear as we need to. And let's not forget, Jupiter's all about expansion and making things bigger and they are colliding in Pisces. So this is really going to depend on what's going on in your life. That's that's what's really going to happen. You know, 
if you aren't seeing certain relationships, certain behaviors, habits, addictions, if you aren't seeing certain things clearly, you know, you're not handling your money well, you're not getting your car oil changed, you know, you're not paying attention to what's going on with your kid, all this sort of stuff, that's probably going to be exasperated, if that's the right word. That's probably going to make it's going to make it bigger. As in your blind spot could potentially get bigger because we're dealing with some powerhouses in such a watery sign. So my advice to anybody out there, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Get your shit together. Plain and simple. You know, get all your ducks in in order because we're going to be dealing with that transit for a little bit. And again, Our blind spot in our lives does have the potential to get bigger. Now, on the other side of that coin, we are dealing with such mystical energy. We're dealing with such intuitive energy. We're dealing with such watery energy, getting really down to like the root of our emotions and why we feel Lilith work wouldn't be the worst thing to do around this time. Ooh, I'm going to make yeah. a note to link your mm-hmm. Lilith, mm-hmm. It, it your Lilith workshop. Find out, you know, where Lilith is in reference to those aspects as well, or that transit. Again, Jupiter makes things bigger. So there's this light around compassion around your intuitive abilities, around if you guys are client workers out there, around pulling in and working with more clients and all of that. Again, Jupiter is the planet of abundance. Jupiter and Pisces is about abundance. So we have this potential to make our lives more rich, right? And I mean, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and fucking financially as well, right? By leaning into what we are already doing. Same advice though, get your shit together. Get all your ducks in a row. What is it that you want to call in as we get ready for for this for this transit. It's a big boy and it's what we want to make it. You know, if you guys do spell work, do some spell work around getting some money, do some Mm -hmm. spell work on attracting soulmate clients, do some spell work around that lean into your spiritual practice. And spirit will tell you where you need to be at. Like spirit will intuitively tell you work Mm -hmm. more on your self healing, work more on, on water, witch stuff like spirit will let you know where you kind of need to be. Just continue that practice on a regular basis. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting. It's It really, really is. And this is the kind of transit, specifically Jupiter and Pisces and this combination, this conjunction with Neptune. Um, mm-hmm. This is a really excellent time for people that have been feeling creatively or spiritually blocked. Yeah, if you have really been wanting to open up your crown chakra, your third eye, like this is a great time to tap into that Peter Pan energy. That Peter like, Pan. God, I love that Isn't inner so child great? work yeah. can mm-hmm. kind of set you free in that mm-hmm. way. It can really unlock your spiritual abilities. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that helps that hanged man energy. It helps yeah. me like trust and surrender a little bit right. when you tap into because right. as kids. We knew magic. Right. We did. I didn't question that. We did. I didn't question that at all. Mm-hmm. I was one of the most firm and longtime mm-hmm. believers of magic. Mm-hmm. Like, I was this kid in high school that, like, deep down inside, I've always been this way. I don't think I've ever shared this on this show. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever told you this. I love some tea. Um, so, I, number one, I believed 
in Santa Claus for a long time. Did we mm-hmm. talk about this? No. And okay, I uh, I believed in Santa for way too long. How and long, granted, Tell us how oh, long. get ready. <laughs> granted, my parents, my mom, really went above and beyond. But uh, even even with my friends telling me. Straight up telling me mm-hmm. Santa is not real. Santa still comes to your house. I didn't find out until I was in sixth grade. Until I was 12. Until oh, I was 12. Baby girl. Okay? That is the and, most precious Pisces moon shit ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I found this out. But one of the ways that, like, magic literally never died for me. And this still, I'm exactly the same to this day. And I don't care. You can't make me not because I'm too superstitious. But... I still won't, like, throw toys across the room. So, oh. like, my daughter's dolls and, like, stuffed yeah. animals and stuff yeah. like that. I, <laughs> I've i told a couple Pisces placement clients this, so you might be smiling to yourself. Because as I remind people, you can't be a bigger dork and nerd and magic lover than me. So don't worry. Because <laughs> I still can't um like throw her animals and stuff across the room i'm always like it's probably not real but just in case it is real ah i love i might as well yeah and i like i really i have just always had this underlying trust in spirit in Mm -hmm. the ether in Mm -hmm. and and i think that's how it's represented yes Mm -hmm. exactly that's for sure exactly speaking of trust I love this aspect about Pisces that is just so compassionate. Yes. You know, that just undying trust in the process, in the person. It almost kills them, though, because that's Mm -hmm. half the reason why they have all these escapism issues. Yep. Because the attachment issues. The attachment Mm -hmm. issues, because they just want to rely that everything's going to be okay. It's really, really fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. And another now, thing I wanted to know. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, about that Jupiter and and Neptune conjunction. Mm-hmm. That whole thing definitely has the potential when it comes to the Pisces energy to expand issues we already have. And and that is to say, Ooh. yeah, like mm-hmm. addictions, things we're trying to quit, you know, like you just started your workout routine. You may want to fall off. During that time, you know, so if you guys are going strong, we're going strong and certain things are trying to to kick or habits are trying to be in that energy does have the potential to throw us off kilter a little bit. Because, again, with Neptune, we don't see as clearly and Jupiter loves to make things bigger. So that's just kind of something to watch out for as we move towards that. If you guys are like, we're all doing great. Everything's fantastic. Keep that same energy and make sure that you don't even give yourself a day or two days or three days or I'll do it tomorrow. Watch that. Yes. Yeah. That's really, really, mm-hmm. really good advice. That's very, very good insight. Yeah. Um. So there has been a little, I don't know what you'd call it, topic, theme that has kind of come up for me recently. A little connection that I've made that I want to ask you about. So mm-hmm. we know that By the time everyone's hearing this, the Pisces moon's on March 2nd. So we just had the U.S. Pluto return. Mm -hmm. And Saturn will be moving into Pisces Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, these two transits keep connecting to Mm -hmm. me. Every time, 
I, I keep connecting the Pluto return and a couple of years later, Saturn moving into Pisces. It feels very much like a next move. And obviously they all are, right? Yeah. All this happens in the order it's supposed to. I would love to hear from you because I have so many amazing clients that have their Saturn return in Pisces coming mm-hmm. up. But also on a collective level, I would like to hear from you about what Saturn and Pisces is going to look like because this is kind of an oxymoron placement. Mm -hmm. Saturn being restriction, Pisces being let go. So Mm -hmm. I would love your insight for them, for all of those lovely Saturn and Pisces. All of you know who you are. I have so many Saturn and Pisces. Do you? Yeah. Yes, yes. Because I have my 8,000 Pisces. Right. So they're all just blocking to you. (laughs) Yes. So it's awesome. But I would love another insight on this. I mean, I, the way my brain works and the way my channeling works in general, it works in imagery, right? So like, as soon as you start sort of talking about Saturn entering Pisces, the first thing I saw was like literally Saturn, like holding, holding its breath. And it, it's for me, the way I interpret this is as Saturn enters Pisces, there's an energy of Saturn becoming more restricted almost because Saturn wants control. So it's almost kind of like when you're walking your dog and on the leash and the dog tries to like run away the other way and the, the, and the instinct is to pull the dog back. That's Saturn's instinct when Saturn enters Pisces. Like, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Mm-hmm. We don't do this. This isn't how we function. So I feel like there's going to be almost heavier energy, at least for the first year that Saturn is in Pisces around more restriction, more control, trying to keep Pisces tame. Pisces doesn't do that. Pisces Uh energy tends to act out a bit more in the face of restraint or control. Pisces also can be a little passive as well and be like, I don't know what's happening over there. I'm going to let Saturn have a fit. I'm going to be over here kind of looking at the stars. You know, the Saturn and Pisces people, they may kind of have a rough go of it their first year, trying to figure out balance between wants and needs and between love and vampires and between figuring themselves out and figuring out the people that they love and care about. Because again, they have that bleeding heart aspect of them. So themes that have been consistent in their lives are probably going to take front and center. I do, however, feel like, you know, once we get to the second year of Saturn and Pisces, Saturn might come down a little bit. You know, I'd have to really look at that chart for that next couple of years to see what Saturn is doing, what aspects Mm -hmm. are being made. But overall, it does feel like Saturn eventually will kind of calm down. You know, when Saturn was in Capricorn, it was quite rough for a lot of us that were dealing with it. And I feel like Saturn's almost taking a breath in Aquarius. Because, you know, Aquarius wants to do its own thing, but Aquarius is fixed. Aquarius is mm-hmm. in the act of building. You know, yeah. they can get it together. Yeah. And then when Saturn enters Pisces, Saturn is like, fuck. You know, we're kind of doing this again. So I wouldn't be surprised in general if there were lots of themes around around balance is the word I'm thinking about. And dominance is the word that just came through too. And maybe even Pisces energy kind of finding a voice because Pisces doesn't want to be dominant, you know? Pisces doesn't even want to be there. Pisces wants to transcend. Mm -hmm. 
So looking at how that's going to manifest in the lives of the people that are gearing up for their sudden return is going to be fascinating to say the least. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what kind of keeps coming through for me too, especially post Pluto return in Capricorn Mm -hmm. and honestly just post Pluto and Capricorn and all of the aspects mm-hmm. that ha- mm-hmm. Pluto has made mm-hmm. in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this Saturn and Pisces generation is a massive part of a big collective catalyst. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. Really breaking down some of our traditional Saturnian themes. Right. Like really, giving Saturn a facelift that Saturn never asked for. Yeah, exactly. That's why it may because be a little rough Pisces in the is going to yeah. challenge mm-hmm. Saturn. Think of the child asking why to the frustrated parent. Right. But why? But why, but why? do we have to do it this way? Yeah. But why? Right. Why do we have to work 40 hours mm-hmm. a week? Why is it nine to five? Mm-hmm. Why do we only get two days a week to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Why do these people make what they make and why do we struggle? I'm mm-hmm. see that's what I see. Mm-hmm. I and see so it. I see it. I a lot of which this is why Saturn is holding his breath. Yes, exactly. You know? A lot mm-hmm. of that internal conflict that those Saturn and Pisces babies are going to feel, it's for a reason, so that you start to exert that frustration right. and exert that discomfort. Right. Because I think it's part of a big shift. I think yeah. it's a big, big catalyst of it's time to start questioning some of these things. Right. I mean, and, it makes total sense based on where we've yep, been going as exactly, a collective and on the exactly. astrological placements as over the last 10 years or so. Yes. It makes sense that Saturn kind of gets in on this action as well. Right. And with Pluto digging up the dirt that's going to inevitably continue being resurfaced after this return with Capricorn things. Yeah. Who rules Capricorn, everyone? <laughs> oh, Saturn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is that I think that's why they're so connected for me, but I keep I'm going to stay in my lane, girlfriend. Correct. This, this like this Pluto is stuff. Oh, oh you make sure you have your shit right. Mm-hmm. That's a because mm-hmm. a lot's gonna be surfaced, mm-hmm. everyone. So I hope you've been being real. Yeah. I hope you've been facing your skeletons in the closet. Right. I'm serious because Mm -hmm. they're coming out. Yeah, it's true. That's what Pluto is known for. Oh, Pluto loves it. Pluto gets like high off of like dumping. That's why I liked your Joker reference. Isn't Mm -hmm. it great? Mm -hmm. I like Pluto like loves it. It is in some morbid and dark ways and still out of love and compassion for your mm-hmm. higher good, right? Mm-hmm. It's still it's still mm-hmm. for your higher good as any mm-hmm. other celestial body, but it's dark the way that it happens. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. it's definitely going to be happening on more of a collective level for sure. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see what happens. You know, I don't pay too much attention to politics and I'm, I'm unapologetic about that. And oh, yeah, yeah I'm very unapologetic about it, but I probably will be paying a bit closer attention this year mm-hmm. in the next year, probably, you know, because as we both have been saying, this is a slow creep. Pluto moves slow as hell. Yeah. It's not like there's going to be this explosive thing happening with our oh. government, but we will be seeing some things yeah. that may catch us off guard a little bit when it comes to law and politics and how our systems have been put in place. And I'm going to say that's going to affect the world 
as it's affecting the U.S. It's going to affect the world. So, oh, absolutely. We we will see. We will see. I'm intrigued by the next couple. I am of years. too. Yeah, I am too. Mm-hmm. I think all of us, and there's many of us, Pluto and Scorpios have mm-hmm. this quiet calmness. Uh, yeah, I'm a Pluto and Scorpio too. Yeah, yeah. There's many of us. There is a quiet calm about it, and that's probably because. There's something we get, I feel Mm -hmm. like, exactly. I'm like, there's something that we just, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Pluto and Scorpio knows, and same with actually Pluto and Capricorn knows maybe what to say, because it's very, both signs, energy are very honest, but they know when to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I will say that Capricorn and Scorpio, especially Pluto and both of those signs know Mm-hmm. When to just be observing. Exactly. I like your, I'm going to be staying in my own lane. Staying that's in what my lane, think dude. <laughs> staying that's in my lane. Think of. Yeah. It's going to be over here yeah. at my little desk, just creating stuff <laughs> while the whole world goes to shit. Yeah, for Sorry, real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Zuckerberg. I don't know the meta. I don't know what's going on. I'm just creating my stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just creating my own little corner of the world over exactly. here. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. Right. And that's what we do in the right. neighborhood here. So, God, that sounded then, so Piscean. I know, right? <laughs> Especially the never after Neverland. That sounded so Piscean, That's amazing. Uh, All right. So my last question really is to help everyone kind of understand this Pisces new moon and how they can kind of apply some of these themes in their own life. So, Ash, how would you best advise this surrendering Pisces energy and not losing yourself in the escape? Mm. Oh, my God. That's a great question. Well, there's two parts here. Well, there's one big part, self-awareness. The one Mm. thing, you know, that Pisces really isn't that that good at is (laughs) self-awareness. You know, I only (laughs) laugh at some of the Pisces places. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you know, so because in order to understand that we can't have control over every single situation, we need to understand that that's what we want. And I'm speaking from a control freak. I'm a first child. I love to control stuff. You know, I very dominant, very masculine placements. So I get that. And that's been something that I work on all the time to not, to to listen to what somebody else might have to offer to what I'm saying and to also know that I also don't have to do everything on my own and I can ask for help and be vulnerable in that way. But in order for us to do that, we need to understand that that's what we want. And then on the other side of the token, in order to not go overboard and let it all go to shit, just let the fire burn or the house burn down, we also need to be self-aware and understanding, hey, am I letting go of the reins too much? And that's in general, whether we've got people listening that are dealing with addiction, whether there's people listening who like don't know where this fits, escapism syndrome, bleeding heart, being like an overactive heart chakra, an overgiver. That's a big thing with Pisces energy too, not saving enough for themselves. We have to understand like nobody's going to create these boundaries for us. And that is the biggest thing. We have to do the work. We have to be observers of ourselves. And that's really what it comes down to. And it's a work in progress and it's something we have to work on daily and nobody gets it right the first time. But when we stop and take a moment and take a breath and, and like, am I acting in accordance with my highest version of self right now? And if the answer is no, we can like rewind and reevaluate and then reconvene and, and continue to go where we're going. But 
you know, sometimes in general, so many of us just get caught in this act of just moving, 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 and trying to do better next time. But how can we do better right now instead of doing better next time? And Pisces is so fucking lackadaisical. I love the energy, Mm. but they don't, there's a level of just not giving a fuck about themselves. <laughs> you know, you know there, there's it's this It's because they're opposite Virgo. You got to remember. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly. I wanted to lean into the yes. polarity. Yes, exactly. It's because they're opposite Virgo. And, you know, talking, of, leaning into the polarity a little bit, Virgo, you know, they definitely care about the other, but Virgo has this energy of making sure. Of course. You know, like everything is prim and proper and perfect and. They want to make sure that they are always shining at their highest peak of self. Yes. Yeah. You're the traditional ruler of the sixth house. Mm-hmm. Your self-service, how you take care of yourself. That's exactly. what, like, absolutely, absolutely. And that's right. where exactly their polarity comes in and why mm-hmm. Pisces challenges Virgo and gets Virgo to mm-hmm. like, hey, there's other. It's not just about self. Exactly. Other, like, is here. And then and Virgo also is telling versa. Pisces, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Make sure you're paying attention. Hey, down yes. here, down here, down here. Yes. You know? So it's fascinating to watch. And all I can really say is the act of self-awareness really does wonders when we just kind of step outside of ourselves, especially in a moment when we're feeling emotional or when we're feeling triggered and just like, hey, how... Like, how am I acting? Like, what's happening inside of me right now? Kind of doing that check-in to kind of get back to basics, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, that definitely came through for me while you were saying that, you know, how powerful a pause is. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Like, one of the most profound acts that I practice and teach like truly is the power of the pause. Like if you can, and that alone is building a habit to know when to pause and how, like, because we are not taught and we don't, we, we we really are just this go, 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 go Uh constantly. And one of the best things that you can do, whether it's a parent to a child, whether Uh it's in a difficult conversation, it's in a, a moment of challenge within yourself. Like, Sometimes just fucking taking five, 10 seconds. Yeah. We, we come from this world where we think five, 10 seconds, that's, that's nothing. That's not going to do anything. Have you tried it? Right. Right. It, it really, so much can happen in that reset. And that's, I think like one of the most powerful pieces of advice for Pisces escapism, Mm -hmm. because what, what a moment to be able to reground. Yeah. What a moment to be able to like reconnect into mm-hmm. your moment, into your body. Like that's what, Pi- but by the way, that's what you need to learn how to do Pisces mm-hmm. placements. Mm-hmm. How just remember that you operate so well in the dream world. Yeah. It's similar to like learning how to lucid dream and, yeah. and astral travel. Like yeah. how do you test that you're in reality? How can yeah. you reconnect to your body? How can you feel present physically mm-hmm. in this moment? You have to learn tools and techniques to do that. Right. Especially in order to, you know, really let go. Mm-hmm. Again, I love that. The Neptune bath. You got to know how to ground when you're mm-hmm. going to do, <laughs> when you're doing deep yeah. ass work like that. Exactly. Especially Neptunian work. You know, Neptune is just, 
It's a firecracker. It's funny. I just did. I read a couple of charts last week and both of them had Neptune in their first house. And I was like, oh, poor babies. And oh. it was fascinating because you don't often see Neptune in, in the first. Mm-hmm. And both of them back to back had Neptune in the first. And I was wow. like, yeah. And I was like, my goodness. And, you know, some of the things that they were, were struggling with was seeing themselves as authorities in their niches, you mm. know, like seeing themselves as like, somebody to root for, like seeing themselves as somebody with strong or strength, I should say, you know, connecting with the strength card. And I found that that was interesting because, you know, first house deals with self, but they were having such internal struggles as of course, Neptune would bring that. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of an example of how Neptune would manifest inside of the birth chart, you know, it's, it's fascinating just to see how we can, it really depends where we are in our lives, how these planets and how these aspects and how these transits want to manifest or choose to manifest. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the fact that we always have the choice. We always have the choice in how this manifests, but we need to be made aware of it. So guys, like get your birth charts done, like study them through and through because you'll notice things about yourself that you've always known, but you didn't really think there was, this is just how I am. This is just what it is. And I know I'm tangenting a little bit right now, but you know, it's a really good point. It's true. Yeah. When you understand, okay, I have this placement. This is how this placement has been manifesting in my life. Now that I see it and I understand what it means, now I'm putting together these like puzzle pieces of how it's manifested. Now, how do I want to work with it? How can it manifest in another way, right? So get your birth charts read. Seriously. (laughs) It's fascinating. At least start really trying to just understand. Right. Your own astrology. There really is a reason that it is becoming really trendy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets watered down when we get trendy. And at it the does. same time, it's because there is so much validation people experience. Mm, so much. And so much, it's yeah. really, really, really powerful to That's be able to go point. beyond the, mm-hmm. the, I'm just like this, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Like, I mm-hmm. always, I have a Gemini Mars. That's retrograde. That's mm-hmm. my, like, I was like, no, I need to know why. Right. I need to know and I need to understand why. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, there is so much validation around it. And that's why I think it's just still so crazy that there are some people who are like, oh, well, that's woo. And I don't believe in it. Like, why are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people saying such similar things about their experiences when it comes to understanding their birth chart and specific ass placements, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild shit. It's wild shit. So. And how has it never gone away? Never. It's like the most. Before we had the Hubble, we were studies. doing astrology. Yes. Yeah. And never. it still won't go away. Mm-hmm. And there are astronomers that become mm-hmm. astrologers. Yeah. So get out crazy. of here. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. I agree. Yeah. Uh, this was, I appreciate this. This was a blessing of an episode. Yeah. This was, yeah. I think that some good insight came through for everybody today. Mm-hmm. Really, really, truly. Because this Pisces new moon is a very beginning of some of these big Pisces transits yeah. that we're talking about, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways can really kind of mark that. So this was amazing. Now, Ash, before we go, 
What are you up to currently? Where can we find you, follow you, and support you right now? So you can always find me, follow me, and support me at Starseed Shadows everywhere. Uh, you can email me at starseedshadows at gmail.com if you need to. It is open enrollment for the Divinity Series, which is my group coaching program, uh, specifically focused in spirituality. Uh, you can always book a call and we can talk more about that. So... That's where I'm at. The Lightworkers Academy is open. Um, yeah, I can't believe I forgot about my baby. <laughs> um, it's a school for spiritual people. It's a school for people who are on whatever part or path they are on their spiritual awakening. You know, they've been doing this forever. They just started. Doesn't really matter. The Academy is open and we are ready for you. So, yeah. <sighs> Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I have everything for Ash linked in the show notes if you want to go connect with her. This was amazing. Thank you as always for joining me today. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient, one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see you all next time.